10's Late News with Sandra Sully. Good evening. Good evening. Hello, I'm Sandra Sully. Welcome to 10's Late News. You're watching 10's Late News. Details now on this breaking story, a major story tonight. A plane has crashed into the World Trade Center in New York. We're all now living with the threat of terrorism. News just a hand, we can confirm. Stuart Diver has been freed. He is now sitting up on the site. She also equaled the record with the number of goals scored over an Olympic tournament. Sandra Sully for the 10 Evening News, Canberra. Sandra Sully, 10 News, London. That is just a few highlights of the career of our next guest, Sandra Sully, who I was completely privileged to work for with for two and a half years. She's been made of a member of the Order of Australia for her work uh, in journalism, but also in many other things that she does in her life. And I can honestly say it was such a privilege to sit next to Sandra Sully and, and such a pinch yourself moment when I got that privilege, but also such a joy to learn of the kind of person, warm, friendly, giving of her time that she is. So welcome, Sandra. Congratulations. Oh, thanks, Delisa. What a very sweet welcome. And um, yeah, it was my privilege to sit and watch you, you know, shine because you, you, you learn from those coming up through the ranks as well as those before you. And uh, we've all got something to learn from each other. So uh, we were very sorry to see you go, but let's not mention that because I shouldn't be talking to you. <laughs> no, we should be we should be bitter rivals. <laughs> That's it. Morning, Julian. I've got the double J's this morning, have I? Yes, you do. You do. You certainly do. Uh, now, first of all, just tell us about uh, receiving the honour and the, and the news that you had. What what, what kind of um, reaction did you have to that? Well, it was a bit gobsmacked, to be honest, and clearly and honestly, truly surprised, very chuffed, quite humbled. And, and, you know, that moment of embarrassment that that can't be me, like, really, this is what, what I do. So, anyway, um, humbled and honoured is, is an understatement, to be honest. We'll focus first on your, your career uh, in journalism. You've been in the industry for three decades. Just the longevity of, of being in the, the kind of industry that we are in it is a testament to your work and, and the kind of person that you are. What stands out in your mind? I mean, there's so many, I think, when you think of Sandra Sully and you think of news moments, we all think of the September 11 uh, tower attacks. Is that the, the biggest moment for you? Yeah, I don't think anything can ever beat it, Jaleesa, to be honest, because it was so calamitous, catastrophic and global. The ramifications were worldwide and... I think the world changed that day forever and Australians realised that they always were, but from that moment got that level of comprehension that they are global citizens and what happens around the world affects us. And, uh, you know, the world basically changed on a dime that day and, and no one really, unless you were with me on the night, you know, you woke up to the news to accept it and, you had to accept it, even if you were shocked. But if you were wishing on the night, I think everyone, and I say this to this day, and so many people come up to me and say, I just want to say I was with you. We share a very special bond because we lived the shock and horror and trauma of it for hours. And, um, you know, seeing people jump to their deaths and hold hands, knowing that there was no way back. 
that stuff um, haunted me for a long time and mm-hmm. it, it's always with me. But look, no, I can't equally, um, you know, ignore the Stuart Diver Threadbow Rescue, mm, which was yeah. just profoundly uplifting despite the fact, you know, we lost so many other uh, people that day. It was such an uplifting moment because Australians had been with us for the whole week trying to rescue anyone they could. That was significant. Um, you know, going to London for the Queen's funeral was incredible and Kate Williams' marriage. And I have to say, Delisa, you know, I love sport. You know, going to the Commonwealth Games in Canada, going to the Olympics in Atlanta, being mm. there for the bombing, standing poolside watching Kieran Perkins win from lane eight, watching Madam Butterfly, you know, win. Um, so many incredible... Oh, and, and... <laughs> oh, how can I forget? And um, watching... Yes, the kookaburras, I think, got a, a bronze from memory. Yeah. But the hockey roos won gold. And I, to this day, I don't actually know how I did it. But I, and we weren't the host broadcasters, so, oh, it was messy. But I, um, <laughs> I, got, on, I got on the hockey roos bus and travelled with them from the stadium back to the hotel with a camo. And, uh, and then I had the great privilege of, of serving on the board of Hockey Australia with one of the girls from that day. She doesn't remember me. She might have been on a high, and I'm irrelevant. But I remember being on that bus with the Hockeroos when they won gold, which was just incredible. So lots of amazing moments, you know, and, and just working with tremendous colleagues, um, you know, people such as yourself, Jaleesa, and Tim Webster, and um, Billy Woods, and Ron Wilson, and, and Jess, and... So many terrific colleagues. I mean, that's the wonderful thing about Ken is that it's a great workplace full of good people with good spirits mm-hmm. and well-intentioned, you know, and, and very proud to work in an industry I'm really passionate about. It's afforded me this platform to do things I'm really passionate about, which is, you know, well, I don't know if you do know, <laughs> but, you know, supporting a hockey, trying to lift the profile of hockey in Australia and mm-hmm. and really uh, promoting our Australian researchers who are trying to find a cure for spinal cord injuries. You know, things that I've, I personally have a connection with. I, I've tried to use any profile I have to, to garner support, get funds, do what I can. You know, we're in the middle of lobbying Queensland to get a proper hockey, hockey legacy post the 2032 games because the current plan is insufficient and hopeless (laughs) for hockey. Um, You know, the current hockey facilities in Queensland are uh, per head or per capita are are well under par by comparison to the other states. And they're so subpar that we can't hold an international tournament in Queensland at the moment because they're not FIH qualified. And so they've recommended that we have two drop-in pitches at Ballymore the hockey and then they disappear after the Olympics. Well, that's not good enough. No. You know, we'll be working hard, even if I'm off the board, to um, to try and convince the Queensland government and corporate philanthropic support that we need proper facilities. And it's not like we're not any good. Like, and men yeah, and women yeah. are in the top five in the world. We've got an Olympic cycle this year. We've got every chance of making the finals for both teams. And, um, you know, we just got to stay at it. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that too, that you met, you talked about your profile and having, I guess, a currency given your illustrious time in the media to, to lend that, to, to push worthy and charitable causes. Can I ask you too, Sandra, uh, how's the driving going these days? I don't know if you recall, but when I was at, at GB and I was working with 
Kerry O'Keefe, and he says, I, I want to talk to Sandra Sully. I want to get Sandra Sully in the program. <laughs> so I said, so I went and Sandra came, very kindly came to the studios and did a big sit-down uh, chat with Skull. And Skull made mention of the 2005 Formula One celebrity race. And he said, look, my car, <laughs> when it came back, I swear it looked like it was detailed. Sandra absolutely thrashed the <laughs> life out of this thing. I mentioned that to Jaleesha. She said, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> well, gosh, I do recall... And um, Mr. O'Keefe was just one of the, the funniest colleagues on that tour. And, you know, I, I think many of us are, are deep-seated, uh, quiet, petrol heads. And um, I just couldn't believe it was one of the highlights of my career. And I don't put it up there or sing about it loudly, but just between us, a week of driver training with Alan Moffat and um, yeah. a young Brabham uh, at Sandown for a week. And we had to do all of this you know, grid work and cone work and turning and handbrake stops and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Mr. Aguirre couldn't, he couldn't, um, he just, he doesn't have an angry, mean, aggressive bone in his body. He was the most timid, arguably pathetic thing I've seen on the track. He used to stop and let the ladies go by if they needed to pass. <laughs> yeah, he said, Tompkins uh, and Mundine so were, were going neck and neck and bashing it up and said, don't wreck the cars. Try telling that to highly competitive athletes. Uh, Sandra, you mentioned yeah. we, we know you are a huge sports lover and the work that you've done with Hockey Australia, but can you tell me a little bit about the spinal cord injuries and the work that you've done with people there and also the backstory? I know there's a really interesting backstory that, that you have, how you got involved with this. Uh, uh, yeah, Delisa, look, I've been a patron of Spinal Cure Australia for, I don't know, 20 plus years. And, uh, look, you know, I, my, my career before journalism was health and fitness, so I've always been passionate about it. And um, I did quite a bit of work with, well, a little bit of work with uh, wheelchair-bound Aussies, particularly young Aussies. And I was profoundly struck by, you know, the lifelong trauma that they experienced, and not just them, their family and friends. Um and then I had the good fortune when I first started working in Sydney to meet Christopher Reeve, you know, one of the, one of the, uh, many of your listeners probably don't even know who he is, but one of the supermans of a Hollywood film. And um, I just made a commitment personally that day to do what I could to help find a cure. Now, Australian researchers are at the forefront uh, globally of finding a cure. It's no longer a matter of if but when, and we're doing a lot of really great stuff. We got $15 million out of the New South Wales government a couple of years ago, and while everyone who struggles with spinal cord injuries um, needs a lot of help, all our attention goes to finding a cure. Mm. Because right now, there's 21,000 Australians who struggle with spinal cord injuries. It costs the Australian economy nearly $4 billion a year. $4 billion. And imagine, and, and everyone thinks, oh, it, it happened to Alex McKinnon, it happens to sports stars. It really doesn't. It happens to those on the sporting field. It happens to our famous jockeys, or, and not so famous, but our jockeys beloved on the racetrack. It happens on our roads every day. Traffic incidents. One of our makeup artists at 10, I think she was there before you started uh, and, and left us to meet her. Um, Trinity, her brother got rammed from behind and ended up in a wheelchair, life-threatening mm. for a year and a half, and he's still hanging on. But, you know, it, it's upended the entire family, as it mm. does with everyone with spinal cord injury. So, um, you know, I just do what I can to to continue to talk about it, try and open doors. We've got 
federal grant funding, you know, underway at the moment. We're trying to convince everyone who'll listen to, um, you know, push this. I, I honestly believe we will find a cure for spinal cord injury in my lifetime. And that will have a significant and profound effect. Yeah, for people that... who don't care, it'll affect your wallet. For people who do care, it'll profoundly affect hundreds of thousands of Australians and, and millions worldwide. You know, we're talking things like spina bifida. I mean, a million, well, spina bifida is a little bit different. I won't get too specific, but, you know, it's just, I, I, I just really focus on on the possible, you know, and, and try to imagine if we did something like that, you know, mm. be extraordinary. Of course. Thank you so much, Sandra. You speak so passionately about the work that you're involved in and, and just a top quality human. I miss you very much, but thank you so much for joining us today. And also congratulations on the honour. It is so well deserved. Well, thank you, Jaleesa. Thank you, Julia, for your time. I really appreciate it. And of course, I'm going to, I, I can't stress enough how humbled I really am and chuffed, mm. but um, hopefully it'll allow me to keep banging on about what I believe we should be doing. And as you know, Jaleesa, very proud as a journalist to continue to shine a light on inequality mm-hmm. across our society and the things that I think really matter. So um, I just wish I, I lost my dad just uh, in December and, yeah, know. you know, I get a bit emotional because it would be really lovely yeah. for him to know, you know, because he was such a champion of mine and such a champion bloke. Yeah. Um, but my mum, my mum's very proud and we're all a bit emotional today. <laughs> you were a great support to him. I know um, everything that you went through with that. So, um, yeah, you're, you're a top quality person. Thank you so much, Sandra. Sandra Sully.